Hello, everybody. This is Noah and John, and we are from Urban Digs. And today we're talking Manhattan, Johnny, and we got one of the mortgage industry's um, best, most trusted, highly productive, uh, tells it like it is. I mean, he's got the best haircut in the business. We got Ace uh, Watanison Park from Citizens Bank. Um, thank you, Ace, for joining us, by the way. I know. It's a pleasure. Uh, pleasure yeah. for... Uh... Uh, pleasure being here. Haven't spoken to you in a while, but always, always happy to be on your show. Uh, you're, yeah. you're amazing. You give such great insight to our real estate community, not only to, to our community, but to our clients. So happy to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we're going to end it with that. Thank you so much, Ace. And we'll see you <laughs> <Yeah>. later. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm just joking. Um, Ace, let's get right to it. There's so much to talk about. I want to start with where are rates right now? Let's get right to it. Forget points. I don't want to hit points. Where are rates for 30-year jumbos? If I'm buying in Manhattan or broken property, chances are I need a jumbo. And, and what was the move like? Yeah, so rates right now, um, as, as you know, rates have increased quite rapidly the last three months. Uh, we're looking at a 30-year fixed rate at around 6.25, maybe low 6% range. Um, if you're looking to get a uh, regular conforming loan, if you're looking for a jumbo, however, and let's say you have a relationship with the bank, you can probably get around the 4.5% range, uh, possibly 4.625. So still very, very high compared to where we were about three months ago, where rates were at 2.75, even hovering right below 3%, right? So almost... 40% increase in payment uh, for a lot of our buyers. And in July coming up in the next week or so, the Federal Reserve, they, they have another meeting. Um, they're planning on raising rates by another 75 basis points. Already probably baked in, um, you know, and, and, and again, the reason for that, for our listeners that are listening to, the, to this, it's because they have to control inflation, right? Inflation is right around 7%. The target rate uh, for, for the government is 2%. So as you can see, inflation is, is, at, is at an all-time high. And one of the things that you're seeing with that is gas prices, um, cars, th th watches, things that were usually a, a de depreciating asset has gone up tremendously. But you're seeing that slowly come down. So, you, so I, I do think that we'll have it under control by the latter part of this year. But what's going to happen now is you're going to see a lot of contracts now not really, um, you know, I, I've seen a couple of fallouts already, Noah, in terms right. of buyers having, not buyer's remorse, but second guessing their, their purchase price, right? And I think right now, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, uh, Noah, we're going to see um, probably in the next six months, right? Because the sellers don't really understand the marketplace that they're in until probably six months later, once they see their inventory staying on the market for a little bit longer, uh, there's going to be some tremendous, tremendous deals out there. And that's what I'm telling my clients. You know, if you're on the fence for the last three months because home prices have appreciated 11, 12% every single year and inventory was so low that that was really, really affecting home prices, this is your opportunity, right? It's not the opportunity to say, oh my goodness, the market is, is you know, crashing or correcting. I don't want to come in. Well, you've been on the sidelines for the last three years. This is your time now to really shine and go in and, and really just give an offer because you, you never know what the seller is experiencing, right? They may be in a, in a situation where they need to sell. And right now is the best time to negotiate with sellers, you know, knowing that rates are at an all time high. So look in totality, you know, rates we were seeing at 16, 17% 40 years ago in the 1980s, right? 1984. And you saw a similar sort of uh, correction with inflation. So history always repeats itself. I do think, however, that rates by next year, once we have inflation under control with all things, the government, 
tends to create a, a stimulus uh, package where they bought mortgage-backed securities for trillions and trillions of dollars, kept the rates low, they kept it way too long, and now they're increasing rates way too fast. So what's going to happen? Once they have inflation under control, they're going to drop rates back down uh, in the latter part of next year to probably the low 5% range. We're at the 6.5. So this year, towards, towards the holidays, this is the best time for the real estate community to really educate their sellers and say, look, if you're a seller, you know, you definitely want to, you, you want to price your homes correctly, but you also, you know, you may not always have to lower your price. You could actually offer your buyers a buy down option, right? So let's just take a $2 million uh, price point, for example, instead of lowering it by 200,000, uh, which most people are, are, are doing now, you're seeing 2 million go down to 1.8, 1.85. You can buy up to 3% on the rate. And let's say two, 2 million is the loan amount and they're buying down three, three points. That's only 60K. And not only are you not dropping your price, but you're also opening up the pool of buyers because now the interest rate goes down from let's say six, six and a quarter to five and a quarter to 5%. And now their buying power increases, right? So you're not, you don't necessarily need to drop price. So Noah, you're raising your hand. <laughs> 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 I gotta jump. I gotta jump in yeah. for a second. And Johnny, I'm sorry. Okay, let me. I think I completely misunderstood this. I, 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 I'm. Are you saying that yes. the seller, the seller, yes, I, I think should consider yes, floating the option for the mortgage rate buy down concession as a concession for purchase. Correct. So instead of advertising and marketing with the realtor that hey, I'm gonna drop your price point by two hundred thousand, right? Because most sellers are are sort of on the fence with that already. They're like, ah, oh, I just mm -hmm. saw my neighbor sell, sell the home for this price. They don't realize with rates going up, it's impacting their price point, right? So they're gonna have a little bit of a challenge and a struggle and they're gonna blame the real estate agent. Well, why aren't you doing such a good job? My neighbor just sold my home. So what the realtor can do, and that's why we're on this show now, is they can actually offer the buyer a, a lower rate than the marketplace. So they have to market their inventory that, hey, if you if you if you make a an offer uh, for my apartment, let's just say in Manhattan, you know the seller is offering you a rate of X, right? They're buying points of let's say three points, and your mm -hmm. rate will be five point five instead of six point five. And that's how you advertise your place because when they shop around for a rate, they're never going to find that rate anywhere else, right? Because the and seller. What does that save? What does that save the? It costs sixty grand approximately for this example. What does that save? equate to for the buyer, like in terms of monthly payment. Yeah, that, three, that so three, three points is probably going to be right around like 1.5% uh, on the rate. So as, as that loan amount gets higher and higher, that one and a half percent on rate is tremendous, right? right. So you're really, literally, literally talking about a six and a quarter rate to a high force. That's, that's a big difference on one and a half percent. I didn't think the creativity part of this process started yet, but I guess I was wrong. So Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting idea, and I'm curious how many. Before I jump into the next question, I had in mind. I'm just curious: um, is that something that's seeing a lot of adoption among sellers in the last couple of months or so? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm a, you know sort of a nomad here, you know, just preaching this sort of strategy everywhere that I go, especially with real estate agents. You know, as I go and speak in large forums. I'm telling a lot of folks about this. And this is not something that's new, right? ACE isn't reinventing right. the wheel. This is something that's been done in time and time again. Strategy. 
anytime yeah. rates are high, it's a strategy, right? And it's it's one of those strategies where if you think about it, it's really smart. Number one, the sellers don't really need to drop price point as much, but they still need to give some sort of concession, right? So instead of just dropping price, what they can do is buy down buy down the points and uh, and and create a lower rate for the buyer so that they can qualify for more. Because if you think about it, if you drop down price by two hundred thousand, in the grand scheme of things, because the customer is taking their leveraging finance, that two hundred thousand drop in the grand scheme of things on a 30 fixed rate doesn't really make a huge dent on their payment. But when you buy down their rate, it makes a huge dent on their, on, on their payments, right? So depending on your buyer, if it's a cash buyer, obviously buying points doesn't make sense, right? But if, it's, if, but if you know someone's getting, taking, taking a mortgage, this program is so, so incredible. I mean, it's gonna make a world of a difference for the buyer on, on the payments. Right. right. Well, let's let's shift now from lowering rates and abilities to lower rates to to the rising rate environment. I'm curious, yeah. you know, just from from where you're sitting, how have lending standards have lending standards tightened? I should ask in general to as a response to rising rates. So it's more it's not about tightening. I think, you know, on a credit standpoint, it's 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 always been pretty tight since the pandemic. So a lot of banks are checking income. They're checking your um, bank statements your credit history, that's all still intact. The only thing that's making it harder is the qualifications, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's a little bit harder for the customers to qualify and now they have less reserves because a lot of times with the volatile in the stock market and things of that nature, their values and their portfolios have come down dramatically. So sometimes their down payment when you sign the contract was 20%. Now it's looking more like 10%, right? So there's a lot of moving parts that you know, us on the lending side, we're adapting to the customers, right? So um, again, you know, what the scenario that we started in may not be the scenario that we're going to end in by the time that they sign the contract, close on the home. So that's something that we're cognizant of. And a lot of times our clients would get a pre-approval with us maybe uh, two months ago. The minute they find the home, you know, we're, we're asking them to do a, another pre-approval with the new rates, with the new circumstance, with their down payment to see if they would qualify, right? So in the past, your pre-approval would last 90 days. We're like, hey, you know, here's your pre-approval. I'll see you later. Now it's a little bit more of a touch and feel where, okay, mm-hmm. hey, where are you in the process? Just give me an update that rates are now currently here. Maybe we need to do the, maybe we need to restructure the numbers a little bit. So we're, 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 we're probably a little bit closer um, to, to the client more than usual, right? Because there's a lot of moving parts here, so. Hey Ace, uh, I'm gonna ask you a couple quick questions before I yep. go into my, my, just to get a quick quick answer from you. Um, debt to income ratio levels, where where are those reaching up to about these days? Um, right around 41%. Okay. Uh, that's really the, the max. If, if you have, uh, I guess, compensating factors, you can go up to 43%, Noah, but 41% okay. is really where, where we'd like to, to see the debt to income ratio. And the commitment letters that go that go out, what is the, how long are those good for? Commitment Usually. letters are good for days. 60 days. How many days? 60 days. Okay. Uh, any issues? Uh, and the reason I ask you that, I want to I shift into challenges. Um, yep. Are there any challenges that you're experiencing from the initial loan process, underwriting, pre-approval, getting the commitment letter to even the closing table? Um, is there any challenges um, that are timely today unique to the situation we're in that you could say that I'm seeing things here. So you know what, you should look out and prepare accordingly. I would say in terms of the commitment letter, we're not seeing so much delays 
um, during the pandemic, there were so many refinances and purchases, right? That there were a lot of delays in terms of getting commitment letter. Banks were overwhelmed. They were um, at an overcapacity rate. You know, everybody was refinancing. Everybody was purchasing. Now you're getting the commitment letters a lot quicker. So if you're a realtor, you're you're obtaining that commitment letter a lot quicker. But what we need to do is we need to make sure that we dot our I's and cross our T's. Meaning, when we get a client and we're looking at their circumstance, we need to understand exactly because there's a lot of times where a client will show us their reserves they show us a stock um, a portfolio that's worth let's say 700k they need let's say two years of reserves for a portfolio jumbo deal and let's say their portfolio goes all the way down from let's say 700 to 300 which has happened folks have lost 100k in value within the last yeah. years. that becomes a problem for the commitment letter right because the commitment letter will state that you need x in your reserve requirements in your accounts and then once, you know, let's say three days before closing, usually we'll check seven days before to make sure that everything's intact one more time that can pop up. So that's really something that, you know, our, our loan officers and the bankers need to really just make sure that all, all of the um, conditions that we submit, all the paperwork that we submit, that we're getting the most recent paperwork as well. And I know it's a little cumbersome for our clients. But it's something mm -hmm. that we need to level set up front and say, hey, look, uh, Mr. XYZ client, although we're collecting XYZ in the beginning, we may need to get an updated version sometime towards the end of the, of the transaction, right? So just be ready, be cognizant that we're going to need that. And then go through the process, right? Go through the mentality of what the underwriter is looking for. And if there's any adverse effects. And, and a lot of times when we have this conversation, we're advising some of our clients to at least for the reserves, take it out of something that's a little bit risk, uh, that has a risk profile, right? And look, it's hard because when you're buying property and your stock values are down by 80%, you don't want to take that out, right? You want to leave it until you make back your money. But if it goes down even lower, that could affect you um, qualifying for the loan. So look, not everyone's created equal, but in regards to your question, the commitment letter, Noah, we, we really have to put a sort of, it's not harder, we just need to be more cognizant of the environment in terms of changing documentation, meaning changing of values in the documentation, especially when you're talking about bank statements, stock yeah. portfolios, 401k, right. all of Dynamic these things, all of yeah. these asset classes have the ability to have a, a lower value than what we than what we received in the beginning, right? So those 401ks, you know, stock portfolios, things of that nature where it's really tied to the marketplace. That's what we're going to be looking at more closer, right? So. Yeah. Ace, I know we're running out of time. I've just got one last quick question before we ended here. And that's just, you know, you talked about the process and about sort of the end of the process and it is a cumbersome process, but once you're in it, right, it, it feels yeah. natural. Like, okay, I know what these documents yeah. are. I've got them. And what are the things a buyer who is just hitting the market today or is thinking about shopping in the next couple months should do now to sort of prepare themselves for this process? Oh, great question, John. Great question. Yeah. So the first thing that they should do is just sit down with a loan officer. Before you even sit down with a realtor, and most great realtors will have a really, really good loan officer that they can recommend, right? But if let's say they don't, sit with a loan officer because if you have any kinks, meaning if you have any credit issues, you'll find that out sooner in the game than later. It'll allow you that period to fix your credit, right? If you have, um, if you're thinking about changing jobs from a W-2 wage earned income to a self-employed, you may want to think about doing that after you purchase the home. So there's a lot of different factors that you may not 
uh, be aware of that actually meeting with a loan officer early in the process, six months before, you know, eight months before, then, then the time that you're ready to actually step foot into a building and look at an apartment, that would be something that I would say is critical in today's marketplace, especially when it's when inventory is low and it's somewhat still competitive in certain marketplaces. You just want to be ready. You want to have your 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 eyes dotted, your T's crossed, making sure that you're going through your credit history, you're going through your rental history, your income, your asset statements, right? Have the loan officer help you structure the file that would give you the best chances to get an approval, right? So it, it'll time allows you to prepare yourself much better than going into a, a negotiation, having other bids and now scrambling for all, all of your docs. That's, that's never a recipe for success, you know? Right, and I, and I would just add that in this in this um, era of finance bids being riskier from the sell side, um, a cash offers are now worth that much more. That's yep. number one. Mm -hmm. Finance bids are worth that much less because there's just that much more inherent risk. And if you're going to be a finance bid, you want to present present yourself in the strongest possible light, so that right. when you when the seller reviews it, if, if the seller is going to hit that bid and you're going to get that discount, at least. They're doing it for the safety and security of that of that financed offer. That's right. That's right, Noah. Great point. You know, larger down payments now will come into play. All things that didn't matter. Yeah. Because supply yeah. chain was so little and it was a seller's market. So sellers, you know, basically if you didn't come to the plate with the highest offer, they weren't even selling you the home. Now, yeah. you know, sellers have to be that much more careful too on the qualifications of the buyers. So it's it's all look, the environment's changing. Uh, we yeah. just all have to adapt to the environment. And I love yeah. what you're doing here, Noah, right? Educating our real estate community, making sure that they know what's going on with rates and things of that nature and how they can actually educate their clients is key. That's what it's all about. Thank you so much. We love what you're doing as well. It's all about education. Uh, Ace Platonis, apart from uh, Vice President over at uh, Citizens Bank, thank you so much for taking the time out today and, and going over some of these things, some interesting, interesting tidbits. Um, that is John Walkup. I am Noah Rosenblatt. We're both from Urban Digs. This has been Talking Manhattan. And we'll catch you next time.